0: Second Corinthians tonight, will be in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, and we're going to read uh, the first 11 verses of this chapter. <clears throat> tonight I'm going to preach on the subject, and our text is going to be <clears throat> a passage of Scripture, uh, that until you've lived a little bit of, of time, you, you, can't f- you don't fully understand. Uh, you accept it by faith, and uh, you know that it's true. Uh, but then when you live out what the Scripture is speaking of, uh, you understand it. Uh, just like when I, was a, 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 when I was a child, you hear, uh, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. For the longest time, I was like seven years old, I thought that was the only Scripture my mother knew, uh, was that verse of Scripture right there. But then, honor thy father and thy mother. You hear that as a teenager, you hear that as a young person. And, that, and it shall be well with thee all the days of thy life. And there's some principles tied to that. When you're still in the house, you, don't, you haven't seen that bear out, but you accept it by faith and determined to do it. This is one of those passages as well that you know it's true because God says it. Uh, you know God's grace is a real thing, but until you've lived it, you don't have a full understanding of us. So tonight I hope this will be a help to us. Second uh, Corinthians chapter number uh, twelve and verse number one. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be <clears throat> nothing. Uh, tonight, as we look at this passage of Scripture, and the the, the passage that uh, is very familiar to us is, as Paul mentions in verse 7, that it was a thorn in the flesh given to him. It had a purpose. And he asked three times for the Lord to remove it, but in verse 9, the Lord tells him, my grace is sufficient for thee. And uh, we're going to look at this tonight from this Angle four ways to understanding and dealing with the thorn in the flesh. You knew there'd be four ways, but there's four ways uh, to understanding and dealing with the thorn in the flesh. Let's ask the Lord to help us, Father. I pray tonight that (coughs) the Spirit of God would help us. Uh, Father, we 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 battle our flesh, we uh, battle our shortcomings. And Father, may tonight give us some understanding and some strength, may it give us a, a game plan if you will, in uh, dealing with this old flesh. Father, I pray that your people will find strength from the message tonight. Maybe realize what we uh, read in scripture and what we hear tonight is also a matter of our priorities. Do we want to honor you or do we want to honor ourselves? And Father, I pray that you use the message tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul, much has been said about Paul's thorn and What it could have been, most think it was a uh, chronic eye problem, uh, which uh, was debilitating in many ways to him, uh, which would limit him uh, in uh, his ministering, doing the Lord's work. But we see, and I want us to see from the perspective Paul comes from, he comes in verse number one and says, "'It's not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord.'" The Lord used the apostles in ways that He hasn't used anybody else. And there were things that Paul saw, and there were things that uh, the the Scripture we have, that God used Paul to write this letter so that we have it today. In the the revelations that uh, Paul received in in verse number 5, we get some proper context. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. That goes against our beliefs. So look at verse 6, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Paul, certainly among these first century churches, was, if I can use the word tonight, legendary as far as Christians go. These early Christians longed for Paul's letters to come. They longed for his leadership. We saw in past studies through Wednesday nights of his companions, his ministry companions, how there was a a bond there and there was a fellowship there. There was a genuine love and there were things that, that, that Paul was able to see and do. And can you, you imagine the relationship with Timothy and Titus and those young preachers and, 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 the, and the leadership and the instruction Paul gave? And certainly as far as Christians go, we would hold Paul in very high esteem. But Paul writes that none should think of me above what they see or know with me. Let me just say this tonight and I'll get into the message and the rest of the things we have prepared tonight. Would you look at, and this church is a church that I think is full of great Christians. Would you look at Christians who you think has it all together and God using it in a great way, they still have that old flesh that limits them, hinders them. Tonight, if you could say, oh, I don't, I don't know exactly if I have a thorn or not, but uh, I know I have some limitations that keeps me from doing what I think I could do if I didn't have it. Um, we see the purpose in this as Paul Writes, He did not complain about it, but he glorified in it. By the way, your thorn is not a mess you create. A thorn is not our pro- the problem that we create. A thorn is a limitation. Aren't you thankful to think about heaven we will have no limitations? Or well, we have no ailments. We're not going to have any problems. We're going to be uh, no limitations. And some would say, hey, my thorn tonight is that I've just gotten too old to do some of the things I used to do. That's the natural progression of life. But sometimes there is sickness that comes. There's disease that comes. Uh, There's limitations in other forms and fashion. Uh, There are things that hinder us from doing that which we would like to do for God. I I won't have you raise your hand. I wouldn't want you to raise your hand. But I wonder how many can relate to this and say there's something, and, and not just my own unwillingness, not just my own flesh that fights And we all have to face that battle. But there's something that I cannot overcome that I could say that if God would remove this, I could do more for Him. If God would give me my... I'll use health as an illustration. If God would give me my health back, I could do more for Him. And it's a good reminder for us to pray for those who have uh, health issues. Uh, My wife is not doing very well today and. And I talked to. Her, I, I was here, and I called her just before the service. And she said, I'm, "I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it. And I'm sorry, I'm not gonna make it." And I said, "Well, I said I'll just have to, to preach on you. Any, preach about you anyway. And uh, preaching on the thorn. And I said, well, 'Well, I'm preaching about you anyway.' And she's like, oh, I can only imagine.' Uh, but I, as somebody who, who battles with their health, I I know the mental. Conversation she has. I know the mental hurdles, and some of you can relate to that. There's things that have taken place in your life, perhaps, that you have no control over that limit you in your service for the Lord. I think perhaps we all tonight could be like Paul and say, God, would you remove this? Would you take this away? But we got to be reminded of what Jesus told Paul, the Lord told Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. And I want to help us tonight that if we understand the thorn in the flesh, we can overcome, if you will, we can continue to serve the Lord, and we can see the purpose in why God would allow certain things to happen. And certainly... Scripture that you ought to memorize, every Christian ought to have a note of, is uh, is verse 8 and 9. And for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. We need to be reminded that God's grace is enough. I don't think I'm going to get through this, and you got through it. How'd you get through it? God's grace. How how did you survive that? How did you you overcome? How did you get through that? Or how do you continue to deal with this or continue to, to, to carry this burden or continue to overcome? All I can explain is God's grace is enough. It's enough today. It'll be enough tomorrow. It was enough for Paul. It'll be enough for you. His grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, let's, let's, let's get into the four ways to understanding and dealing with a thorn in the flesh tonight as we uh, think of the thorn that sometimes uh, God enables us to have. And by the way, this is different than our enemy fighting us. Uh, Job, you could say his thorn was all those things, but truth of the matter is, it was the devil fighting him. Now, we have that, pro- we have that issue. Every one of us, the devil fights us. He fights you as an individual Christian. He fights your marriage. He fi- fights your home. He fights this church. He is going to fight, 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 fight you as long as you're trying to serve the Lord. All of us have to deal with that. The Bible tells us there's an armor for us to put on. There, there's a way for us to battle the enemy. Don't try and take carnal things in, 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 in unspiritual things and, and fight a spiritual battle. There's a way for us to fight our adversary. But we also have to deal with... Things God allows to come into our life, lest we be too puffed up. Paul was a brilliant man. There's smart people in this room. A couple of them. None of us have the education that Paul had. He's a brilliant man. Paul talks about visions and revelations that God gave him. Things God showed him. When Paul, I believe when Paul preached, there was a power of God on Paul's life. Paul in that ministry of the apostle, and by the way, a lot of these gifts, we need to be reminded, they died with those apostles. God used them in a very unique way. I was thinking about this. We have a, you know, a lot of religion today that people like to claim themselves as apostles and this and that. What they're trying to say is they got the same power that God has and they don't. They, but Paul had a unique ministry, and less people looked at him and said, Wow, he's got, he sees the divine revelations. He's in a different class than we are. He had a different purpose. But he had that thorn in his life, lest people thought of him differently than they should have thought of him, lest he thought of himself differently that he should have thought of himself. Let's notice these things. Number one, the thorn is for your own good. Now swallow real hard because we don't like to hear that. The thorn is for your own good. Look at verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, Watch this. Lest I should be exalted above measure. You know what the Bible warns about for for the Christian over and over and over and over and over again? Pride. It doesn't matter who you are. No matter how long you've been saved. Everybody in here has a problem with pride. If I don't have a problem with pride, that's pretty proud thinking right there. We all have a problem with pride, and God knows us, and God knows what, how, he, how, how pride, how he rejects pride, and, and what he has to do with pride, and when pride left to itself, that haughty spirit and, and that self-sufficiency, it's a dangerous place for a Christian to be self-sufficient. That's Pride. God would put something in our life, or allow something to come in our life, lest we put ourselves in a place that we should not put ourselves. He said, "It would the the thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan above me, lest I should be exalted above measure." The thorn is for your own good. Say, Pastor, I'd like a further explanation on that. I really can't give you one. Other than we all have a tendency to be proud. We all have a tendency to think more. <clears throat> I wrote this in my Bible as I was reading through this book of the Bible not too long ago. You can usually tell when I've done a lot of study in a book of the Bible, because a lot of messages come from that particular book. But I wrote in the margin of my Bible under verse number five, Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory but in mine infirmities. I wrote there, not talent. What was he saying? I'm not glorying in my talent. I'm not glorying in my education. Well, if you're, if you're educated, you can really use that for the cause of Christ. It's a wonderful thing. If you're talented, you can use that for the cause of Christ. And you should. We ought to use every talent we have. By the way, God gave them for uh, the talents to us to use for him, not for ourselves. If you're educated, well, praise the Lord for that. Use it for his honor and glory. Not many times do we say, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so, this is what I do, and this is how I do it, and here's my education. If you fill out a resume, you know, we, we have a Bible college, we want to continue to send people out and say so get a resume together, and if pastor wants a resume, what do we start with? We start with our experience, we start with our education. This is how I serve, this is what I do. Could you imagine if a resume started with our thorns? Let me tell you. W says, I glory in that. Why? Because it kept Paul in his own mind dependent on God. Let me, let me help the young people over here. Let me help all of us. If God's blessed you with talent and opportunity, you better keep it right in your own mind because God will send something along the way to help you be reminded that you need him. You've got to have him. So the thorn is, we don't like to look at it this way, the thorn is for your own good. I would rather have a thorn even though it, imagine what Paul could have done. Paul with his thorn, look at what he did for the cause of Christ. It's it's easy for us to say, what could he have done if he didn't have that limitation? But God knew what he needed and he probably would have been puffed up with pride. And it become all about him, but God knew exactly what he needed. And the reminder, he puffed up in that, that, that thorn for Satan to buffet him and, and limit him and remind him that, that he has his limitations and keep him, but it kept him dependent on God. And friend, if you're dependent on God, you're right where God would have you. You're in the best place you can be. And let me just say this. Surrender your thorn to God. Well, he has my talent. Does he have your thorn? Paul gloried in it. He didn't complain about it. Well, let me say that again. Paul gloried in it. I didn't say he made it a point of pride. Oh, I've got got a worse sickness than you have. It's because, no, that's not what I'm talking about. But he gloried in the grace that was sufficient for him that God, in spite of the thorn he had, allowed him to continue to serve him. Number two, the thorn is the source of power. Look at verse 9, the end of verse 9, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We pray, Lord, give me power. Lord, would you empower my ministry? Would you empower my life? By the way, every Christian ought to pray for the Lord's power. With that power comes wisdom, comes understanding. It, 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 comes a, it, it comes discernment in reaching other people. Boy, Lord, would you give me power? But as Paul writes, the power of Christ came upon him. How did it come through a thorn? Why? Because there's total dependence on God. I mean, I, I could, I, I'll, I'll use this as an illustration with, with the men on the platform. These men are very capable men. Brother Fox has talents and abilities. Brother Cruz has talents and abilities. Brother Stanley has talents and abilities. And then we have Brother French on staff too. <laughs> oh, Brother French has talents and abilities. There's a lot that can be done with man's ability. But it pales in comparison to what God can do. Brother Stanley has talents and abilities and he uses them for God's honor and glory. He's a a talented, capable man. But God does a whole lot more when we're out of the way. It's true of me. I thank God for the, the talents and abilities that God has given me. But do you think God's impressed with my talents? Do you think God's impressed with my abilities? You know, the, the talents he's given me musically and, and, and all of that, I, I surrender those to the Lord and say, I'll let others have the honor and the glory in that. No, we all have talents and abilities that God has given us, and we can use them only so far. But sometimes God's got to say, I'll get more out of you if you can't lean on that. I'll get more out of you if you can't depend on that. Why, that's where the power comes. Friend, if we'd surrender our limitations to God, we'd be amazed at what God can do. Uh, Number three, the thorn allows God to get the glory. In verse number... 10. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. Watch this. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Therefore why? Because God's grace is sufficient for me. The power of Christ can rest upon me. Because of that I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. Pastor, if if, if we just didn't have all these obstacles, think about what we could do. We wouldn't depend on God as much. We wouldn't pray as much. For when I am weak, then am I strong. That goes against man's logic. That goes against the philosophy of this world. We've got to have strength. We've got to have strength. We've got to have strength. So th- but with God, if God is with us and God empowers us and God gives us our strength, then we are strong. Friend, None of us are as strong for the cause of Christ when it's about us and not about Him. You know, we, we we don't believe in evolution, do we? Okay, three of you don't. Okay, good. The rest of you are asleep. We have a creator who created us, knows everything about us, has our life planned, he had a specific purpose, and he created us to fulfill that purpose. He knows our strengths, he knows our weaknesses. And if we have a heart for him, I want to use my life for your honor and glory. He knows how we're wired. He knows that we have a tendency to be all about us. But the thorn allows God to get the glory. All right, we'll have you raise your hand on this one. How many of you want to use your life for God's honor and glory? Okay, you can put your hand down. You don't have to raise your hand for this. Are you willing to carry a thorn to do it? Are you willing to carry a burden every day to do it? Are you willing to have your heart and your mind and say, this is what I want to do for him. It's everything within me, but your body not be able to do it. See, it's, it's better if we depend on him. I just tell you, you sing a little bit better. The preaching is a little bit better. If it's not about us, it's about him. And God, I got to have your power. I got to have you do this. Well we serve him and, and, and mom and dad. We, we're weary and, and let me help you with this. We're weary and and I can and I can I, I, I just I just need a day off from church. No. You need you need God's power to enable you to get through to do what it is that God has for you to do. We ought to live for his honor and glory, and the thorn allows God to get the glory. We can all, when I say this, we're all gonna think of somebody. I don't know how they keep going. I don't, I don't know how. I'll look at them and know what they go through to come. We may even think something like this or say something like this. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could keep going. But God sure is good, isn't he? Look what God. And then you know what it causes us to do? I don't know how I keep I don't know how I keep going either. Matter of fact, I'm here, and I don't even know how I got here. I look back and say, wow, we're still, we're still in this thing. We're, we're, we're still kicking, just not very high, but we're still kicking. We're getting through what happens. The thorn allows God to get the glory. We have to sit back and say, but by the grace of God. Number four, the thorn reveals the weakness so you can be strong. Look at verse number 10. Therefore I take pleasures and infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Our enemy, the devil, he tries to find our weakness so that he can destroy us. God will put things in our life to reveal our weakness so that we can become stronger. When I am weak, then am I strong. Here's a question that we all know the answer to. Who's mightier, you or God? God is. Who, who, whose grace do we need? God's grace. Because when we are weak, then what do we have to do? We have to depend on him. Let's just be honest. When we're at the bottom, do we pray more? When you leave the doctor's office and you got the news you didn't want to hear, do you pray more? I didn't say you didn't pray at all. But I promise you, you pray a lot more. You have a burden that you carry. You pray. You might pray now several times throughout the day. Lord, I need your strength. Lord, I need you to open the door. Lord, I need you to get me through. Lord, I need you. It's your weakness that's actually making you strong because you're more dependent on God than you've ever been. You can't get weaker by depending more on God. And that's why in this day we live in, in this world we live in, and the things that are going on in our country, it's amazing. Christians are having to depend more on God. And God will do a great work when we depend on Him. When we lean on Him, the thorn reveals the weakness so you can be strong. With Paul, verse 11, I have become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you, for nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Paul never got over who and what he was. And his thorn helped him stay that way. So many times and I found myself, Lord, if I didn't have this, then I could do this. But God knows what I would be. God knows you, like me, would depend more on our own strengths, our own talents, our own understanding than on him if we didn't have that thing in our life that just made us every day. Not going to get through it without you. Now, a lot of this comes down to surrender because we have in our mind what we would like to do for God. We have in our mind what what we think God would have us do for him. But we got to be reminded that God decides how he gets to honor and glory with our life. We don't. I had these dreams for God, but this came. Well, I surrendered this to him as a young man, as a young lady, as a teenager, but, 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 but I didn't see that this was coming. I didn't see this report. I didn't see this burden, this heartache, this limitation. How in the world can I do? God sometimes makes you surrender your dreams, not just the worldly ones. Because he decides how he gets the honor and the glory. I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, but I suspect it's probably all of us. There are things that come into all of our life. We say, well, I I could do more for God if I didn't have to deal with this. But you probably depend less on God. Maybe tonight you're struggling with a limitation. Why don't you give that to him? My grace is sufficient for thee. Now pray and ask God to remove it. Pray, ask God to remove it. But when God doesn't remove it, don't pout. Paul said, I asked him more than once. So God didn't answer my prayer. He might have answered your prayer with, My grace is sufficient for thee. That might have been the answer. It's not the one we're looking for. But God, in His wisdom, knows what we need. He knows what He wants to do with our life. There were no doubt people who looked to Paul who could never identify with the scholar. They could never identify with that man who was so versed in different languages and the law and all these things. They could never identify with that man. They could identify with a man who had obvious limitations. And I just happen to believe that there were Corinthians who read this letter and said, well, if Paul and his thorn, he didn't have to mention it because I believe it was known. If he can keep going, I can keep going. Does that not help the cause of Christ? I want to set the example of this, and then we should set an example, but sometimes God has has us set an example of, well, here's a limitation, but look at what God's grace can do. Look at what God's grace can overcome. Look how God's grace can open doors that man's wisdom, man's intellect, man's thorns could not overcome. Oh, surrender. Let's surrender our talents to the Lord. Let's surrender our abilities to the Lord. Let's surrender opportunities to the Lord. Let's surrender our limitations and thorns to him as well. And let's allow God's grace to help us. You know, when you limp across the finish line every day, who gets the glory for that? Thank you, Lord, for one more day it's what I got to face tomorrow? I don't think I can get through it. I don't think I can overcome it. There, and and I'll close with this. I hadn't intended to say this, but I I feel impressed to say it. There are things that have taken place in my life that, if I could take them, there's tears and there's heartache and there's limitations and there's all of those things, and it, but it changes you. I could stand here tonight and say I would not be the pastor that I am if these things had not taken place in my life, because God's grace. And mom, dad, you can't be the mom and dad that you need to be and you ought to be sometimes without God saying, you can deal with that. You can, well, I'll give you my grace. And we accomplish things for him that we never thought we would accomplish. Why? Because it's God's power. It's God doing it. Let's surrender this to the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to work in